And as you said, people who absolutely adore their spouses have that feeling. But, you know, we spend a lot of our lives living fairly independently for good parts of our days. And then now we're in the same house all the time or we're free. And well, what's your expectation of what we're going to do versus what's mine? Does talking about your money make you cringe? Are you tired of fighting about finances? Do you want to stop sabotaging your financial happiness? Then you are in the right place. Welcome to Breaking Money Silence, a podcast series aimed at helping all of us talk more openly about money. Your host, Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, is a wealth psychology expert who is doing what she does best, speaking about taboo topics. International speaker, author, and founder of KBK Wealth Connection, Kathleen understands money and our relationship with it. Over the past decade, she has empowered thousands of people to break money silence at home and at work. Now, here is Kathleen. I am here today with Dr. Amy. She is a repeat guest on the Breaking Money Silence podcast, and she happens to be one of our sponsors. So it's so awesome to welcome her back today. Just so you know, Dr. Amy uh, not only helps advisors and clients communicate and work through life transitions, she also is writing a book called Essential Conversations, which is a must-have read around uh, helping people through different uh, life transitions that can sometimes be a little bumpy. And so I don't want to spend all my time talking about all the wonderful things she's up to. I want to hear what she has to say today about the topic of awkward couple retirement conversations, which is a mouthful now that I think about it. Welcome, (laughs) Dr. Amy, to the podcast, or welcome back, should I say. Thank you very much, Kathleen. It's a delight to be back with you. Yeah, we always have fun, even though these this topic is awkward money conversation. So I'm not sure if we're supposed to be having fun, but it's good to <laughs> show everybody that you can break through difficult conversations and, you know, have a little fun with it. So I just want to start by saying, you know, couples and retirement, it's an interesting topic because a mm-hmm. lot of couples retire eventually, or one retires and the other follows. And there are so many financial and non-financial conversations that partners should be having leading up to that, but they typically don't. So I'm curious, what do you think are the top couple, three, four, uh, awkward money conversations that couples should be having? And then the second part of that is let's get into why they're not having them. That's great. Thanks. Yeah, I'll try to limit the number of conversations here, KBK, <laughs> but, but there, there are some good ones. And let's start with the financial. You know, the very first one that often people you would think talk about, but don't necessarily, is how much money do we both feel we need to retire? This is a, a one of those areas that sometimes people don't flesh out and they see it differently. So that's one issue. And then let's take the other money part, which is in retirement. How much can we really spend? What What is our lifestyle going to be like in retirement? You know, one of the things couples do is they make a lot of assumptions especially when the if if and when they've been together a long time. Absolutely. You know, oh, it's one of the non-financial. I paused. Now don't you I paused and I jumped more. in and I said, enough. 
let me just say something really quickly and then we'll we'll add the other two. Uh, so I, I can just think of a friend of mine one time saying they met with a financial planner, they were thinking about hiring them, they were in their 40s and and the gentleman said something like, you know, what's your vision, vision for retirement? And one person said that they wanted to be in a VW bus and travel around the country. And the other person's yes. like, I don't want to do that at all. So I think that's what you're talking about in terms of like well, what that might look like in the finances. But what are the other two that we're going to talk about today? Because I know there's many well, more we could talk about. Actually, you just named one of them, which is how are we going to spend our time, right? Yeah. What, what's your sort of vision? But the other part of that is how much time do we spend together versus independently? This is a huge issue for couples in retirement because really when you think what retirement does is it it upsets the equilibrium that you've had for decades. And not, you know, we see retirement as this wonderful thing we want to get to, and it can be, but often couples get into retirement. And it's like, well, I, I kind of thought I was going to go off and do these things with my friends and you think we're going to do everything together. That can be an issue. And then the other one is who does what? Who does what? So now this especially comes up if one retires before the other. So if somebody retires first, sometimes the spouse that's still working thinks that the person who's retired is going to pick up all the household chores. And the one who's retired says, I didn't retire to suddenly do everything in our relationship, I wanted to retire. So you can hear it's always about equilibrium and throwing that off. And how do you prevent that? And how do you get back on track? Now, I'm thinking every time you mention one of these issues, I go, oh, I know a couple like that. Oh, I know a couple like that. And, you know, I think of many of us who recently, you know, went through the pandemic and were during the lockdown, were all of a sudden together with our significant <laughs> yes. others for long period of time, we're like, ooh, this might be something we want to talk about. I just felt like I love my husband to death, but I felt like by by noon, there was kind of a shadow at my office, you know, like a little toddler saying, play with me, play with me. Um, so I was definitely, find, yeah, right? definitely we that is a conversation to be had. Yeah. <laughs> um, we could do so, a two hour podcast on this one. <laughs> right. So, so why do you think couples don't talk about this? Because they're kind of obvious things that you should be talking about, but there's definitely a money silence around it. Well, I think for a couple of reasons. One is I think for lots of people, they truly don't think about this. They're, they're not projecting themselves into the future and thinking about how their lives are going to change in these ways. You know, unfortunately, so much of retirement planning has been hijacked by financial planning, which of course needs to be done. But the other part is you have to do life planning. And people don't know what they don't know is one reason. The other reason is it's kind of like, well, we'll just get there and work it out. A lot of people have this sort of, we'll just work it out thing. And then the third thing is people avoid things that are awkward or what I call essential conversations. They avoid them because they're afraid of potential conflict or they may not be able to work it out. So I think it's usually one of those reasons. Right, right. Well, and I think, you know, often you don't, you're working so hard to get to retirement for some yes. that it's easy yes. to think it's way, way far away. And then all mm -hmm. of a sudden it really isn't. So but you had an experience that many people had, which was the pandemic was like a little mini opportunity to experience what would retirement be like <laughs> with my spouse when we're, oh my, we're, we're here together all the time. And as you said, people who absolutely adore their spouses have that feeling. But, you know, we spend a lot of our lives living fairly independently for good parts of our days. 
And then now we're in the same house all the time or we're free. And well, what's your expectation of what we're going to do versus what's mine? Yes, no, absolutely. So what are some of your thoughts about how to kind of start these conversations and how to get the ball rolling around them? I am a big believer. I hope that everybody listening on this podcast will walk away inspired by you and me to go have essential conversations or awkward conversations about everything they've been avoiding having. So let's see if we can do that. That's together. a lofty goal, Dr. Amy, but I, I love know. it. Well, I, you know, if you're going to go, go big. That's my thing. So I always say, think about how you want to start the conversation with someone and what do you want the outcome to be? Think about that before you get into it. Because a lot of times we approach people and kind of fire things at them that create defensiveness. So by approaching someone and talking about sort of your vision of this conversation, what you hope the outcome is, you know, I've been thinking about our retirement and you, by the way, you can do this when you're in retirement, you haven't missed the boat, you can still do it. And, you know, you and I have spent lots of time apart during our lives and then, you know, we come together and we really enjoy that. But it's going to be very different in the future because we won't have work. So I'm wondering if you think about that, what are you thinking about how much time we'll spend together or independently? And obviously this will change as we get into it, but it's a great thing for us to talk about now because I think I, I've talked to a lot of people. I always love the, you know, I've talked to all my friends who've been through this and this often becomes an issue. And I think if we and I start talking about it, we might prevent it ever being an issue between us. So pull out other people's stories, share what you want the outcome to be, which is key. Uh, start with emotion. I always say start with emotion, not facts. So the emotion part is, could be something like, you know, I so love the time we spend together. And part of what makes that so great for me is the time that I'm away from you, that I can bring something back to, to that time we spend together. Right. I so, have to tell you, I call that a shit sandwich, Amy. <laughs> I'm big on them. <laughs> you start with something really great. You throw in the middle stuff and you end with something great. Anyway, I love that. That's a great approach, actually. That's why Yeah, you call it everybody. But, you know, I, I say if you share what your intention is, like I want us to make sure we don't have the struggles that I've seen other couples get into in retirement. That could be what you say. And I've been thinking about this. I thought, wow. We've never talked about it. It'd be great to talk about. So something simple, you know, lots of people are married to people who don't want to have conversations. So if you're the, the starter of the conversation, sometimes it helps if you have, you know, what's the outcome that'll be great for the other person. And boy, avoiding conflict always seems great to couples. <laughs> yes. Well, and I think for the person, the other thing that I would throw in there, and I want your reaction on this, is if you've been thinking about this a lot, and then you make an invitation to have one of these essential conversations, it's really important to then allow the other person some time to process. Which, oh, I'm you so know, glad you said this. I'm, I'm so not saying I always this. do that in my own relationship, but I highly recommend other people do. <laughs> no, I'm terrible at this, but I recommend it all the time because we have to realize a couple of things. Just what you said, and I say this about caregiving conversations too, that you have to, you have to recognize you've given it all this thought and now this person is being hit like... You know, and yep. like what? And 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 everybody processes differently. So we have to respect my partner processes much more slowly than I do. Mm -hmm. And so I have to respect that I have to approach these things, you know, gently and allow time for thinking, just what you said, and maybe yep. just say, I'm wondering if we could talk about this over dinner next week or whatever. 
you know, you might have to allow people actually the thinking time for several days. Yes, yes. No, I think that's a really great idea. And I've been married so long that my husband actually will say, I need time to process. I'm like, well, that's direct and helpful. So yes. <laughs> um, I think, e and so if somebody is listening today and, you know, maybe they don't want to start the conversation, but their partner does, it's okay to ask for some time to give it yes, some it thought. Is. I mean, these are big questions. You know, retirement yes. is a long period of time, hopefully, and both the financial and non-financial, I think, are really important. But you said something key there, Kathleen. Can I pick up on that? Which is, if you're the person who needs the time, what will help the person who wants to do it now is if you say, I need some time to think about it, but I'll get back to you in a week, no longer than a week. I'll get back to you whenever, because they'll relax if they know you're going to come back. What the person who's pursuing the conversation fears is that you're just stonewalling them and they're never, you're never going to come back and talk to them. So, and then if you come back within the week, you start to build up the trust that, Hey, when we have yeah. big conversations, you really do need to go process, but you'll come back and talk to me ultimately. That is an awesome point. I think that's why you help people with essential conversations. <laughs> that makes sense. So we are going to take a very quick break. We are with Dr. Amy and we are talking about awkward couple retirement conversations. We'll be back in a minute. <laughs> Hi, this is Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, and I just wanted to tell you about a new exciting program. It's for business owners. Because many business owners, we spend so much time delivering our products and services, but we fail to set up a system to actually make sure we get paid every month. You deserve to get paid every month. If you broke money silence and you asked for your fee, then it's time to figure out how to put financial policies and procedures in place in your business so you can continue to earn what you are worth. So I have developed a course called It's Time to Get Paid. It takes you through how to contract, how to set up a payment policy, and ultimately how to collect accounts that are past due. So. I think you should check it out. It's only $27. It's a great investment for your firm. And if you are new to business or struggling in getting paid what you are worth, then it is time to check out. It's time to get paid. Go to courses.breakingmoneysilence.com and check out the details. I am here with Dr. Amy. She is from Life Transitions of Dr. Amy, and we are talking about awkward couple retirement conversations, both financial and uh, I would say non-financial or life conversations. So I have mm -hmm. a follow-up question from earlier uh, when we introduced this topic. You talked a little bit about financial planning conversations versus life planning conversations. So I want to circle back and have you just define the difference between those two. Mm -hmm. And then think. let's think about who can help you with those different uh, pieces of the puzzle mm -hmm. if you do indeed That's decide great. I love to get some help. Well, Kathleen, I really got into thinking about this because I work a lot with advisors. And so, you know, in, with advisors, they're focused, of course, on the financial advisors. They're focused on the financial, which is their sweet spot. Mm -hmm. But where their clients, I say every life transition has four implications, practical, emotional, family, and financial. So the practical, emotional, family are the non-financial, and then there's the financial aspect. And the financial and non-financial in our lives go hand in hand. So some of my work with advisors is to go to where the, 
you, you know, their clients are a practical, emotional family and be able to really understand them before segueing back to connecting it to the financial. So it's always these, these are not standalone issues, but oftentimes with, especially with retirement, uh, all you have to do is flip on the TV and there are endless financial planning commercials for retirement, endless. You don't see life planning conversations being played out that way. And so historically, people have missed that side of it. So Mm -hmm. there are advisors, obviously, that can help people on the financial side. But there are also coaches that can help people on the non-financial side. You know, some people, I've referred people to therapists because they've gotten near retirement and they realize they have no idea what they want in their life for this next stage. And they're very stressed about that. So everywhere from a coach to a therapist to, I know you, maybe you can throw something else in there that, that I'm Well, not some people will actually go to their spiritual leaders. Oh, yes. Yeah. Is another and, and, um, aspect. Yeah. And our friends are great too, to talk about this with, you know, often we're kind of going through stages with a cohort and, yeah. but you want to make sure that your friends are actually good advisors on these things, not the ones who are sabotaging you in some way unconsciously because they haven't figured it out. So, right, you know, right. So I, I simply non-financial and financial as hand in hand. And I, I encourage people to think practical, emotional, family, financial. Are you planning? Are you thinking about all those implications of retirement as you go into it? Well, it's interesting because I do some work uh, with financial planners and I had someone refer a client to me who they were approaching retirement And he, out of the two, was not really understanding or it wasn't clicking for him that he couldn't be as generous as he's always been in his Mm -hmm. life or he wasn't going to, you know, be able to live the lifestyle he wanted to live in retirement. And so through the coaching, he was able to quickly see, oh, you know, I wasn't thinking about it in those terms and looked at his money mindset and was able to then we brought in his uh, partner they were able to have a conversation. And what was interesting is she worried about it all along, but never gave voice to it. So it was really very important that they got on the same page. And while they're going to continue to work with their financial planner and I'm here if you know they need me, it really was something that you know, a lot of times people think this is scary, deep work, and it's going right. to, you know, you know, be really in depth. And, you know, within a matter of five or six appointments, they were able to really just realign and start to save more effectively for retirement. And also he started to appreciate that, you know, even though she was quiet, she was a little concerned about his overgifting, which is actually sounds like a lovely quality. Especially if it's to you, right? right especially right. if it's to your, yeah, to exactly, your partner. <laughs> exactly. And I think, you know, the reason I offer that is I think there's, you know, there's other places that you can go in addition to coaching. But, you know, again, I think sometimes we get overwhelmed thinking this is the big, huge thing. Right. Um, and often it's a series of conversations with someone who's objective or yes. an advisor out there who needs some training in this area and can work with you that's objective and has the skill set, that it doesn't have to be so huge and, and awkward and daunting. Absolutely not. And I, I love that you say that because sometimes we we do approach these conversations too and and our thoughts about them, they get they get scary when they're stuck in our head by ourselves. And yes, you know, when right, and when we get awareness about the benefits and we have an approach to work it, think it through. And I am uh, such a supporter of just having an objective person help us think things through. It makes all the difference in the world. And coaching is beautiful for that. 
Yeah, and no, I know I, you're a fabulous coach. So I why, know thank that. you. Say say more. Yeah. I love compliments. <laughs> well, you know, it's that whole thing of insight, right? You you help you are a great way of of seeing things, giving insight, but framing it in a way that the person can can hear it based on who they are. Well, I and I think what, speaking into someone's listening, right? You speak well into other people's listening. Oh, I love that. So one of the things I think that we both agree on and that I would encourage people out there to consider is the idea of during this pre-retirement, or if you're already in retirement, like you said, it's not too late to develop somewhat of a team of support around you. So it's yeah. pulling on different pieces of the puzzle to help you. And and I don't think there's any, um, sometimes people feel awkward, like I have all these people helping me. I actually think it's a sign of strength when you're able to say, oh, I need, you know, I need a team because we don't do any of this stuff well alone and pulling on different resources is important. So I'm curious if you could just talk a little bit more about some of the training you do around these types of conversations with advisors, just to make sure people understand that who are with listening. The advisors. With, with the advisors. With the advisors. Yeah. yeah I, and again, I, I use, um, I always joke that, you know, everything I do, I try to simplify because the world is so complex. We just need, we need, if we're going to actually do something, it needs to be pretty simple because most of us are overwhelmed by things in our lives. So I work with advisors a lot through a program called Trusted Advisor of Choice that helps them understand. I teach a process for going to where their clients are, hearing them, expressing empathy, which I say is really just saying, hey, Kathleen, I get you. You know, I get you as a person. And then segueing back to make the financial conversation relevant. And I teach uh, through that program, very simple ways to use that process in all sorts of conversations. And, you know, a lot of us just need, I love what you said about help. A lot of what I do is just as an outsider, be able to help them think about how it feels to their client and to, again, say it in a way that their clients feel like, wow, you really get me. You know, one of the things I find with all of us is we may really understand what somebody is going through. Mm-hmm. But we don't always do a great job of conveying that. So the person doesn't know that we that they're understood. So a lot of times I think we just need to say more, say more that's, you know, that says, I really understand you and here's how I can be helpful. And what's interesting about that is as you're talking about how you train advisors, it's such a transferable skill because I know you also work with clients. To, you know, all of us need help with communication, yeah. even so-called communication experts you know, it's right. we teach oh what God. we need to know sometimes. Uh, <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, I could see if you're working with clients and I know you do a little bit of that. Um, yeah, I think it's I do. Okay. So tell us a little bit about the work that you do with clients um, as and well. I'm, I'm actually uh, reigniting. This isn't out yet, but stay tuned folks uh, to have, I, to, to train facilitators again, to guide people through these kind of essential conversations, Ooh. because I believe that that some people can do it on their own. Others just need a, a, a guide by the side, a coach who can say, yeah, yeah, here, go do it this way. So we're going to have that level too. But then facilitators who can actually sit with you and your family virtually, you know, yep. or you and your spouse and just take you through a process uh, that, that makes it safe and easy to get to where people want to go. The goal for me in conversation is always it's an effective conversation, but it's harmonious and that relationships are preserved or enhanced through conversation. 
So that's how we approach it. So that's what I do when I work with folks is say, okay, yes, you need to get to a solution, but you don't want to get to solutions where you <laughs> alienate everybody in your life. Life That isn't the goal, right? So right. it's coming. So this requires a different approach where you're thinking, how do I approach this so that the relationships are at least as good or stronger at the end of this? And we get to solution that we can both live with. So uh, we need more of that in this world. <laughs> so, you know, time goes very, very quickly, especially you and I are highly verbal and love to communicate and we always have fun doing it. So hopefully our listeners yeah. have taken away some things. But if you had to say, here's one piece of advice I want to give people around the topic of couples and retirements and essential conversations, what would it be? I would think I, the the main thing is not to avoid them. It's normal to feel uncomfortable when you're approaching these kind of subjects. So don't let the discomfort stop you from actually talking about it and think about it ahead of time. What are, What's the thing you want to accomplish and how can the person you're talking to embrace that easily by talking to them about what matters to them in this too? So you're seeing it from their perspective as well as yours. I love that because it's a simple structure that can be really helpful for someone in preparing and starting the conversation. So I know people are going to want to find out more about you if they don't know about you already. And also, you know, stay tuned for this new book. So tell yes, us what's the best place to connect. Well, they can get on my website, which is dramy.life instead of .com. And there is a contact me part of that. And please feel free to reach out if you want to connect with me. I'd be happy to do that. And I know she would, because it all started with one little connection way back when, Dr. Amy, and we hit it off. <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> so thank you so much for breaking money silence with me today. Loved it. Thank you, KBK. So for anybody listening out there, if you like this show or the other shows, please consider leaving a review on your favorite podcast app. It just helps listeners find out how to find us and how to break money silence. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Breaking Money Silence, hosted by Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, a wealth psychology expert, author, and founder of KBK Wealth Connection. If you like what you heard today, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and leave a review. Also, share this episode with your friends and family. It is a great way to get the conversation started. For more money talk tips and information, or to hire Kathleen to speak at your next event, go to www.breakingmoneysilence.com.